Welcome to Almanac. I'm Emily Thompson, and today we're exploring the season of winter. Hello. Today, I hope you're warm. It seems synchronistic that this episode is coming for me during the winteriest moments I've experienced in Chattanooga since moving here almost nine years ago. And for so many across North America who have also experienced a wild week of winter, in some cases bringing the coldest temperatures on record. As I began prepping for this episode, I did so sitting on my front porch, all bundled up with a steaming cup of tea watching it snow. We don't get a lot of snow here in Chattanooga. Usually we get a single snow day each year. So I sat there on that day writing some notes for this episode, thinking it would be the usual, that we'd get one day of beautiful snow and that it would be gone the next. And so I sat there all bundled up, soaking it up, not knowing that it would stay for days, which is the first time that I've witnessed such a thing since moving here. We closed the store for three whole days last week, with the fourth day being open, but really just I was in there putting out new products and doing a bit of rearranging. I've stayed bundled up even while being here as the folks have come in and out opening the door to the below freezing temperatures outside. Maybe needless to say, it's the perfect time to share some thoughts about the winter season. I'll begin with... I don't like winter. It is my least favorite season. I'm a summer girly. I was born in July. I have thin southern skin. My ideal weather is sunny and 85 degrees with 90% humidity. I have a neighbor from the Northeast who calls me a salamander and I'm not even mad about it because it resonates. Even if you don't share my love of sweaty heat, because I know that's rare, even if you like the cold, Most people don't love the themes of winter. Most of our modern cultures don't value rest and reflection. We're not comfortable with death and decay. Solitude or even being alone with our own thoughts is not how we strive to spend our days. And so it's through this lens that I want to begin this chat about winter. Because even though I don't like even one little bit being cold, I have mindfully worked for years to embrace the season of winter in the natural world and in my own life. Why? Because it's an inescapable part of life. It's a part of the cycle of creation. Even if we snowbird to escape the freezing temperatures, there are still seasons of our lives when things end, when things get hard. Winter is ruthlessly hard, but it's also beautiful. And if I can find the beauty and magic of winter, then anyone can. As I sat on my front porch watching the first and likely only snow of the season, all I could feel was the magic of winter, and not just because my cheeks were totally numb. There aren't many things in the modern world that make us stop, that make everything go so quiet, that will cause us to pause and take in what nature does. Now, a couple of caveats here, because people can be a little catty sometimes. I know I'm saying all of this from a place of very obvious privilege. I have a cozy, warm house in a city with a smart grid that keeps me connected to power in way more situations than most. I don't have to live through weeks or months of snow. When it snows here, I can enjoy it for what is usually just a single magical day, and then it's gone for a year. And I know there are plenty of things that make the world stop from man-made to natural. 
my goal here is to simply explore the energies of the season. And I'm obviously doing it through my own personal lens. Everyone's experience is different depending on countless factors. My hope is that you can use this exploration to find the common threads, which all of that is also just a reflection of winter. It can be triggering to all of us in some way or another. It's a season that requires preparedness and diligence. We can feel lonely and disconnected. It's not an easy season. It tests every single one of us. Most species on this planet prepare all year, every year for this season, and many don't make it. They all prepare to survive this season. Very few thrive. But the magic of winter comes in both preparation and the pause that preparation affords. When you have done your work to prepare for the inevitability of winter, the natural season and the seasons of your life, the end of a cycle is when you rest and reflect. It's when you observe inwardly and outwardly. Along the way of modernizing our lives and building what we feel is a cranked up economy, we've most lost the ebb that is the winter season. It's hard for us to winter because we're meant to operate in more or less the same capacity in winter as we are in every other season. Innately, we're not meant to be able to do that. I personally believe that our collective inability to winter ourselves, to downshift, to sleep more, to spend time we need reflecting and resting year after year is why burnout has become so prevalent. Our batteries are meant to have an annual recharge. Instead, we run them all year long. So not only do we have to work hard to prepare for the inevitability of winter, because it's going to get cold, it's going to get dark, and weather is likely to make us take a pause, or at the very least, make living in the world a little more difficult. We also have to find whatever available pockets we can to embrace the essence of winter by finding time to sleep and make efforts to stay cozy and safe and warm and happy. Seasonal affective disorder, a type of depression associated with the seasons, is more prevalent during the winter season, though it can certainly be felt any time of year. Winter is a season you must prepare for, and to some degree, survive. Now, since we're already in the heart of winter, I don't want to talk about preparing. The time for that is more or less over. We're in it. But it's certainly not the last chance we have to embrace it, to explore it, to make the most of it. Part of my journey to live seasonally has been to mindfully observe my innate experience of each season with no judgment, which is something that I recommend you do as well as you move through this season and the next year. Which season is your favorite? Why? How does it make you feel? Which is your least favorite? Why? How does it make you feel? Sit with each season. Rank them and understand why you feel the way you do about each. This practice allows you to gain important information that will allow you to embrace each one in just the way you need to. By knowing that I don't like winter, I'm aware that I have to prepare for and work more mindfully to enjoy this season. Alternatively, in summer, I'm just living my best life. I don't have to try very hard. If I were afraid of judging the seasons or not living through them mindfully enough to collect this information, I would live through them less effectively. So gather your feelings, no judgment towards the seasons, they don't care, it's fine, (laughs) and use them to make the most of the whole year. 
Now, as I've spent the last few years really coming to terms with winter, really getting in there with what I need to enjoy the season and to come out on the other side stronger and better for it, I have picked up some little things that I employ to help me make the most of it. I want to share them here as a way to hopefully inspire you to explore more and be more mindful of what you need to make the most of this season as well. But before I dive in, I want to highlight the simplicity of what I'm about to share with you, which I believe is part of the magic of embracing seasonal living. When you open your eyes to what you need to enjoy each part of the year, I think you'll find that what you need is simple, small actions or things that easily bring you more joy. It's not about making big sweeping changes about your life. It's simply about doing little things that bring more mindfulness to your everyday. And so I hope that what I share with you now will open your eyes to the ease of big possibilities. First, fire. I don't think I could talk about winter without bringing up fire, which has been an important part of the human experience of winter for as long as we've known how to create and use fire for our own uses. It brings warmth and light to an otherwise cold and dark time of year. And though most of us don't need fire to survive this season any longer, we can still use it. Now, I know no one where I live who has a working fireplace. Sure, lots of decorative ones, and I know that there are people around who have working ones, but here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we don't make a lot of fires in our houses. That doesn't mean that I don't always have a fire burning, because I do. During the cold months, I almost always have a candle burning in my house. Lighting a candle is a simple act that certainly brings a bit of coziness and at least visual warmth to any space that I'm in. I have a candle burning right now, right next to me. And you can add extra points to your efforts if it has a wintry scent. In fact, the glow and smell of a candle is what started this whole almanac business. Even though I think we're most known for selling rocks and crystals, our seasonal candles are at the heart of what we do. Because it is in the pause of lighting a candle, the back to the elements-ness of working with fire, the warmth of its glow, and the smell that connects you to certain seasons and places that is the essence of what I am here to accomplish with almanac to get you still and mindful, to bring awareness to when and where you are. And winter is the time when I'm doing that all over my house and office. Candles, candles everywhere. A house in winter without a candle lit certainly feels a little more sad to me. Light a candle or turn on that fireplace and there is movement and warmth that staves off the darkness with ease. Fire also works to bring about a contemplativeness that is an important part of the season. Take a moment to do some fire gazing, whether that's into a small candle flame or a roaring fire in your fireplace or even a fire pit outside. What you're doing is meditating, a great activity for embracing winter vibes. Calm your mind or think without judgment. Use the flames for another of their many purposes. Now, for the summer girl, another way that I embrace the season is through a mindful collection of the planet's coziest sweaters, sweatpants, and socks, and I wear them constantly. If winter is a season of being home and limiting social engagements and getting quiet, then I'm going to unapologetically do it from the uber frumpiness of full-on cozy and definitely not cute clothing. The goal is not to be seen, it's to be warm. 
from the moment I walk into the door until the moment I'm forced to leave again. This was a kind of hard lesson for me to learn because I am the kind of person who enjoys dressing up and looking my best. And I do this because when I look my best, I feel my best, but that doesn't hold true if I'm cold. So I've allowed winter to teach me that looks aren't everything. It's the coziness on the inside that counts. And though I know things can be cozy and cute, I've learned to really prioritize the cozy. And I'll tell you that nothing brings me more joy in winter than coming home from a day out in the world and immediately putting my sweatpants, fuzzy sweater, and house shoes on no matter the time of day. I'm happiest when I'm warm, so I prioritize it no matter what my neighbors think. Another way that I embrace the energies of the season is to make plenty of time for books. Winter is a season of quiet reflection, and it's a time of doing inner work, such as learning and researching or expanding your perspectives through exploring magical fictional lands. Combine that with cozy sweaters and copious amounts of hot tea, and I do believe that those are the winter vibes that we are all looking for. In winter, I am reading every day, usually early in the morning or at night before bed when it's still too cold to do much moving about. This is a season when I am unapologetically making it through as many books as I can muster, and part of that is because I know that when it warms up, I'm going to want to be out in the world, not sitting on my couch. And so I make the most of the time I have to work through a stack of books. In fact, I recently read through a perfectly timely book that I'll recommend to you here and now. It's a book called Wintering by Catherine May. We don't sell it in our shop, though I may add it to our shelves next year because I think it will be a great addition to what we have, but you can find a link to it in our show notes. It is a wonderful reflection on the energies of winter that will add to your understanding of the season. There is also opportunity this time of year to combine the timeless themes of the season with the more modern themes of our lives. As we embrace the very human new year energy of this time of year, I like to forgo the action of most plans and resolutions and instead use this time to learn everything I need to about what I want to accomplish in the year ahead. For example, a professional goal of mine is to build out our team here at Almanac this year, so a couple of books in my stack this season have been about management and leadership. I'm not taking action yet. That's spring energy. Instead, I'm staying settled into this very real winter and simply mentally preparing myself for what comes next. It's quiet, passive inner work that has me already preparing for spring. Another way that I embrace each season is through food. I often say that I may be known for doing a lot of things, but what I'm really best at is eating. I know how to eat. It's how I best experience most things, from places and cultures to the time of year. In fact, a quote from Henry David Thoreau was one of the earliest pieces of inspiration for starting Almanac. It is this. Live in each season as it passes. Breathe the air. Drink the drink taste the fruit, and resign yourself to the influence of the earth. Y'all, I am drinking the drink and I am tasting the fruit to embrace each season. And as I enter into each season, I do so with a list of my favorite things that I need to eat or drink in order to feel I did the season right. And I spend the season checking off my food and beverage bucket list. 
From chili and chicken stew to hot toddies and the extra rich and delicious flourless chocolate cake that I make every year for Valentine's Day, I live each season through food, and food certainly helps me enjoy my past through winter. And my last winter must-do that I will share with you is one that I do through each season, but I have to push myself harder to do it in winter, and that is to go outside and enjoy nature. My tactic behind this is to find beautiful things to photograph. At least for me, the idea of subjecting myself to cold temperatures is nowhere near my idea of fun. But I do love a winter hike. I just need to get going. And what I love about it is all the beauty you find when you take the time to notice. From nature's ice sculptures to moss that is living its best life and a gazillion little opportunities in between, being outside in winter with the goal of finding what's beautiful will show you just how special this time of year is. I personally love taking photos of nature. I always have. One of my very first photo projects that I did just for fun, just for myself in college, was taking close-up photos of moss and lichens in the woods, and those photos still hang in my house. Half my camera roll is of flowers and four-leaf clovers, but that's the easy stuff. Spring and summer and autumn are easy. Winter takes a bit of extra effort, as is the season, but the rewards are more rewarding because you have to work harder to find them. Now, as promised, I've likely shared nothing groundbreaking here, but I hope that each of you has gained a bit of awareness of how bringing extra intentionality into what you need to get through winter will help you make the most of the season and invite you to explore potential other ways to find some magic and beauty in the season. As I was prepping for this episode, I realized that its release date is very near a full moon, and it made me want to challenge myself to try something that feels a little unheard of in my world, and that is to go on a winter exploration at night under the full moon. It's going to be cold, and with some ice still on the ground, I bet it will also be beautiful. And who knows, maybe full moon winter night walks will become my secret weapon to loving winter. I can almost guarantee I'll absolutely love it if it involves a hot toddy before, during, and or after. And I encourage you to explore winter a little more deeply too, either with any of the tactics that I've shared here or in any way you feel inspired to give it a go. And keep a list of these things for yourself because they will help you better weather every winter because it is an important season, as they all are, and you likely have many more to weather along the way. I believe it's wise to learn to make the best of it. And if this salamander can do it, I believe we all can. Now, I'm off to finish getting a new batch of beautiful selenite pieces onto our site and cells floor. Selenite is a beautiful white stone, and as I was unpacking them yesterday in towers and spheres and cubes, it struck me how timely their arrival in the shop is, because they totally look like the ice that's covered the ground outside for the past week. It's also known for always feeling very cool, and its energetic qualities include peace and clarity. It also works to recharge crystals, just as winter is meant to recharge each of us. Just a little synchronicity, getting us stocked up with maybe the best stone of this season at just the right time. If you want to do any shopping for the stone or our candles or anything to support you through the season, you can find us at almanacsupplyco.com. Now, I hope you stay safe and cozy as we begin digging our way out of this coldest time of year. Make the most of it while you can, because spring and the time of action will be here before we know it. 
Now, until next time, embrace the season you're in. Cheers. Cheers.